1: drastically
2: so. Uh, this is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it.
0: Welcome in to DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Guys, this is our 500th episode. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> As such, it is a special episode. Kind of a special episode. We do have a number of pre-recorded segments from our fellow podcasters and listeners uh, that's going to be peppered into the show, or really just in chunks at the beginning, middle, and end, if I'm being honest. And Um, if you
2: don't appreciate any of that, there's probably a skip forward 30 seconds button on your uh, phone.
0: That's right. Uh, By the way, we did check into it, not counting episodes that we've done on other people's programs. That brings us to a whopping 349 hours and three minutes and one second. That's 14.54 days of just us talking.
2: Yeah, and probably four of those days were us taking a joke way too far.
0: <laughs> probably. Just so guessing. that means that by the end of this episode, we're going to be at 350 hours for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. What
0: are you about to say, We're
2: going to trickle, trickle right over that little 350 ridge.
0: I don't want to start our 50, 500th episode by by interrupting you, man. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is why I generally let Jason talk. Memory of a goldfish. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just, there's a dynamic. You understand it.
0: Yeah. As you, do you please. You re, do you ever hear that old joke about why goldfish don't go insane? Because they're dropped in the bowl. Like, oh, hey, this is cozy. It's pretty mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. The walls are closing in. Oh, my God, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I, hey, this is pretty cozy. It's right. nice. I like it. It's Anyway, before yeah. <laughs> before we jump that's into that's why I, I have a therapist. <laughs> before we jump into the news, I thought we'd listen to some of the voicemails we got up front. Uh, you feel like doing that, man? Shoot, I want to start off with a really nice one. Some of them got a little roasty. Some of these people were under the impression this was a roast, and that's okay. Bring it. Uh Before we get there, I did tell Squadcast they could blow us up. That's what they do. I didn't want to steal their pearl. But first, we're going to go to Fei Opelters of Stealing the Remote.
2: Hey, Dave and Jason. Effie Opelters from Stealing the Remote here, also known as the voice scaring away new listeners in the intro. I just wanted to congratulate you both on making it to 500 episodes of DC Onscreen. I was curious to find out when I started listening, but as it turns out, I couldn't scroll back far enough because it has literally been years now. I'm very glad we've become good friends since, and hopefully there will be many more years of podcasting. At our current rate, it will take me about 24 more years to catch up to your staggering episode count, and by that time you'll probably have quadrupled that. I figure we've both got that in us. I hope we'll think of some excuse to do a crossover episode again soon, and until then, I'll be keeping some DC on my screen.
0: Thank you for sending in a a little recorded segment there, Effie. And we have been friends with Effie for years now. And that's weird to think about. Yeah. Like I talk to Effie more than some family members. Yeah. Also, crossover sounds fun. It absolutely do it does it absolutely do. It absolutely does. <laughs> I ain't
2: We gon' do that. That's
0: we've that's gotta what do another crossover. Yeah. We did a fantastic crossover with Effie. Uh I'll link to it in the show notes because I'm honestly not sure if it's even in the RSS feed anymore. Uh um, probably
2: not. Uh, that's that's a fine point, and we have to look into and possibly torture the people that host our shows.
0: <laughs> well, you know, most RSS feeds—if you go to iTunes or Stitch or anything—they're only going to show the, the you know the latest three hundred anyway.
2: Yeah, you have to really um, really fight for it, find some backdoors. But you know, God forbid they, someone not be able to listen to our take on news that happened. Three and a half years ago.
0: Right. Uh, but our crossover with Effie was, uh, was not that it was a, it was an episode about, uh, I think what DC movies we would like to see. Mm-hmm. And, um, we all came to the table with, I feel, uh, compelling, uh, examples of things of that what, never happened, uh, of what we would like to see presented on the silver screen. It was a really fun episode. Uh, I'll link to it as you, you can find all these things on our site, DC on com. but I will link to it. Um, Next up, we have the uh, thank you, the Rascally. Yeah, thank you, Effie. <laughs> we have the uh, Rascally Roasters here, Tim and Scott of Suicide Squadcast.
2: Hey Scott, so we got that message from David reminding us that they're about ready to hit their 500th show on their podcast, which is amazing.
3: Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of episodes.
2: That's a lot of episodes. Seriously. He says if you want to blow us, don't hesitate to do that. And uh, that's isn't that a little bit direct? I mean, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that.
1: Um, Tim,
4: read it again, please. Just l- look at it one more time.
2: Yeah, he says he says if you want to blow us up. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a completely different message there.
3: Yeah,
2: definitely reading that a little bit. Bit different yes but at any rate 500 episodes that's that's fantastic you know they're gonna be dropping a bunch of lucifer coming up here what is that another 13 episodes
5: oh yeah and then you know titans they'll be 13 episodes doom yep. patrol they'll be 13 episodes you know what dave and jason you guys are gonna be at 600 episodes before you know it good job for you
1: yes
2: no fantastic all, all kidding aside you guys are doing a fantastic job yes we're still blowing your asses up though <laughs>
5: I mean, seriously, really, no. no.
2: Congratulations, and goodbye.
3: Bye. Ah!
0: Thanks, fellas. Those guys are just solid. They are. All the way through. Uh,
2: You know what I love most about that? What's that? They literally use Lucifer as a threat. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah you know that's that, that's a how good much point. none
2: of us can get behind that show
0: yeah fair point yep. but yeah they, they they took a couple of digs so to that i say hey guys blow me ha. there it's official
2: <laughs> and the cycle is complete
0: <laughs> we should have those guys on again soon we oh. keep meaning to we had scott on and then that didn't work out oh was, yeah, that was that tragic
2: that got befuddled um now, jokes on them though with lucifer uh-huh. we're only really doing like i hadn't thought about this Netflix normally drops everything at once, and we're just doing mm-hmm. premieres and finales now as far as reviews mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. are we going to do like a back to back premiere review and a finale review for that for that season uh, i don't i don't know no
0: i no just no. Doing a, just doing a I, season review I, I say we do the season review and also uh correct me if i'm wrong but the other day i read that it's only going to be 10 episodes.
2: Yeah, it's shortened. It's yeah. shortened. That's true. So
0: um
2: it's it's great that they made a show about Satan Satan leaving hell and have inadvertently created one for us.
0: Right. But, you know, without being too on the nose, i feel like it being shortened to 10 episodes is, you know, a little bit of god smiling on me.
2: Mm, yeah. It's fair. God, it's it's also celestial. <laughs>
0: like the backstory
2: of that show makes way more sense than the show. Apparently <laughs> way more going on there.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up uh, and final for, for the moment uh, we have a message from Dr. There is Steve actual news coming. Yeah, there is actual news coming. We have a message from Dr. Steve though, of weird medicine. Another guy we have to have on again. Cause he, his we'll link to his show too. His, it was fantastic. It was, uh, here's Dr. Steve guys.
5: Hello, Dave and Jason. It's your old pal, Dr. Steve from Weird Medicine, and congratulations on your 5,000th episode. I've been doing shows for 13 years. I'm only on 300 and some change. I guess it's easy to rack up big numbers when you're doing 10 special shows a week on things like the wardrobe of the male cast members of Legends of Tomorrow, specifically on the mid-season finale. But seriously, boys, there's only two podcasts I listen to every single week, and yours is one of them. Uh, Thanks for letting me be a minor part of your fandom, and I appreciate your friendship, and I hope DC never stops making movies and TV shows, and I hope you guys never stop talking about them. For the unity for 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 dark sides.
2: Doctor, thank you. We really do appreciate it. I I appreciate your sarcasm about how easy it is to do eight damn shows a week.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
2: you would know, but mostly I'm loving the theme that people are like, like pulling out things that we specifically hate, like legends of tomorrow. Like I don't, but you, you specifically pick on legends of tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs)
0: Like
2: like, it's almost like they're like people are mentioning that we've created for ourselves some some sort of vortex that we can't leave, Mm -hmm. but for real, thank you. And by the way, thank you, ma'am. I, I, I do deeply love your theme music. Makes yeah, me happy you know, every time it, I hear it.
0: It kind of reminded me like bringing in the theme music behind him speaking. That's just like old school radio right there.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's good production right there.
0: Absolutely. And I love the, the, how uh, imaginative the description of how many shows we do and of what we do those shows about became. It was downright hyperbolic. Right. Holy crow, man. This is the funny thing. About Steve.
2: Hearing like your five thousandth episode, and to some extent I'm like, yeah, it feels
0: like that. Why? It's like, did you secretly like write some of the lyrics to Albuquerque by Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> you absolutely do dish out some weird medicine, sir. And uh But I've listened many a
2: time, some downright sensible rational. Oh medicine. yes,
0: fantastic show. And uh we do thank you for the segment. We thank you for the congratulations for the disturbing 2 a.m. phone calls where you're panting and cursing, which to me does say friendship in a special kind of way. Oh, sure. Thank you, sir.
2: You can't get that out of a transient. (laughs) Someone you're connected to.
0: (laughs) We're going to get to some news now. Yeah, let's do actual news. And we've got more voicemails coming up later. So, Production Weekly, which is a legitimate site, folks, just so you know, they did a recent listing. Batman is going to begin production in spring 2019. And uh, that was also confirmed by Matt Reeves a few weeks ago. And uh, the report does state that Ben Affleck is on board as a producer. We don't know if he's going to be in the thing, but just letting you know where that is. And by the way, Umberto Gonzalez said some stuff today about um, how he, he checked in to get an update, whatever the hell that means. All right. Yeah. And it's going to be like. Just texting
2: Warner Brother exec bros.
0: Yeah. He's like, it's going to be uh, late July at least and blah, 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 whatever. Production Weekly's legit. We're going with that until uh, another legit operation comes in and says, hey, it's changed. And I'll be like, I'll be damned. And Berto was right.
2: I'm, I'm going to use a word. It doesn't get used a lot in our circles these days.
0: Corroborated.
2: That's right. <laughs> Corroborated. <laughs> right. Spell it with me. Corroborated.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not spelling that. <laughs> I don't want to either. <laughs> I'm not sure I can. Just
2: move right past it. The meaning of the term is what I need.
0: C O robberated.
2: There you go. Well done. You get a banana sticker. Ooh.
0: Yeah. By the way, what do you what do you think the listeners would do if I started each story with like one of those cheesy introduction puns like on Entertainment Tonight? I don't know.
2: Um, some combination of joy and a lot of iPhones being broken. <laughs>
0: As I was just thinking, like, I could have reported that Affleck news with. Well, it looks like Ben Affleck's Batman bat and forth continues this week.
6: <laughs>
0: See, I'll laugh
2: at that, and then there might be a point <laughs> where you have to edit in. Jason, Jason just called me, and uh, it appears he broken his he's broken his mic. He <laughs> he he uh, he unhinged it. He threw it against the wall, and
0: is now taking what he calls a rage nap. a rage nap just to get the blood pressure back to a manageable level right all right so uh, (laughs) deadline is reporting that warner brothers is quote very vocal about wanting to employ another female director for supergirl and i'm down with that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are kind of trying to argue with it but you know i think it makes absolute sense right now it's the best shot on every conceivable level to be as relatable to female fans looking for a hero uh, while giving shots to female directors makes all this is the world. I do think it's funny because deadline just like totally makes Warner brothers sound like they're walking around town, clanging a big ass pot. Like look what we're doing. No one else is doing this. We've got all the women. <laughs> they're going to screw around. And we're going to think the WB stands for woke brothers. Yeah. I'll give it time. <laughs> and the deadline article does go on to list off several other women directing, uh, either produced or upcoming Warner Brothers projects. And, you know, they get into, you know, some of them uh, have written these things as well. And that's awesome. The DC stuff, though, is Andrea Berloff's uh, scripted and directed The Kitchen, which is based off of a Vertigo line that's not actual DC Universe. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 by Patty Jenkins, New Gods, Ava DuVernay, and uh, Kathy Yan on Birds of Prey. So, that's all cool stuff. I, I totally get where they're coming from on that. Don't bother me.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm down. Yeah. I mean, it it would seem to be a good good decision for him in a lot of ways. Like Mhm. Patty Jenkins made them a shit ton of money and uh, I think at their highest critical reception so far.
1: Mhm. Um
2: also, you know, there there are tons of good, you know, like female directors just open the door Absolutely. a little bit and you're going to you're going to find some like new takes on things. It's going to be a lot of fun. mm mm-hmm. Mhm but it, uh, it is a little way, complicated though like i do I do see what you're saying though like sometimes you I do kind of crack up about and I also don't know how to feel about it sometimes where like there's a, a press release and you're like dude just is your arm okay like there's that's a lot of lot of padding on that back there like are you <laughs> i I don't know how to feel about that sometimes,
1: yeah,
0: it's like, oh, this is what you like well, guess what we're gonna do
2: like i on on the one hand Look I'm how like awesome we are yeah that should be celebrated <laughs> that's a really good idea push it's good yeah. like and then on the other hand, I'm like yeah but i I don't like, are you supposed to be congratulating yourself for that? I don't know. where it It's real weird for me. I don't know <laughs> where the, the right place to put my feet is on that one.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Uh, Actually, in related news, though, uh, roughly a third of Twitter just collectively went, <laughs> What's a girl know about comics?
2: Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's apparently still a thing we're worried about.
0: And by the way, this is all I'm going to say.
2: I
6: out mean, of a lot of those we, people are
0: can still we stop coping, running...
2: coping with the idea that women are allowed to read.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can like look. This is this is all I'm gonna say about this, but can we please stop running our DC stars off of Twitter and anyone else? Damn it! Can we can we be adults and be people
2: without going into details because it hardly warrants yeah. the uh, discussion? Ugh. I second that, and absolutely, and let's just go with it.
0: Um, stop
2: <laughs> weaponizing that damn social media service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that and Instagram. Yeah. <sighs> Is
2: Instagram getting that bad now? I'm not on Instagram at all.
0: Is it getting bad, oh, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I mean, they're they're shutting off their comments. And I think that's why they're leaving Twitter, because Twitter doesn't allow you to shut off the comments, so to speak. Mm, anyway. Sure. Uh, like, what are you Hollywood. doing on
2: Instagram? You're just posting something into the nothingless void. <laughs> I don't understand that either. It's... it's yeah. It's, it's, we live in a weird I mean, we people can still world.
0: like it. People can still like it and reblog it, I guess. Mm, okay. Repost. Uh, heroic Hollywood and what they are deeming an exclusive
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i love how that's a punchline it by itself
0: yeah it is reporting that wb is interested in casting a biracial actress to play black canary and birds of prey that was the headline okay now i i don't care about that honestly it just sounds like clickbait to me like
2: that's the kind we of knew robbie literally that's the kind of headline where i would just assume a producer half said something and they just went with it
0: well, we knew Margot Robbie and company were looking to make this film diverse from the get-go. They've been saying that. Yeah. Um. So, and, and look, I, you know, I don't know. I've, you know, how like in the old days when you looked at comics because they didn't have like the nuance and in, in like the color technology. Anyone with dark hair, you just assumed was somewhat ethnic. I did, I thought she might be Italian or Spanish. Anyway, I don't know.
2: You're talking about like, like back in like the soybean printed pages.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like know. when you couldn't tell like, which
2: color which color Hulk was supposed to be because
0: he was just gray <laughs> last week. What happened? Yeah, like who cares? Like the the blonde wig has always been a wig. Yeah. Like, that was her identity, you know, concealer. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can already hear the problems on Twitter. Yeah, I know, but I don't give a shit about that. Uh, but what did set off alarms was for me was. <laughs> <laughs> this next bit, though. Uh, it says, according to an insider, the studio is looking for an actress to play a world weary black canary who has the ability to sing. This may, this may have been the role Lady Gaga was approached for, but ultimately passed on. And it appears Warner Brothers wants to go in a different direction as well. And I don't remember hearing anything about Lady Gaga being approached for this role.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: and, and honestly, at first I was like, oh, thank the high father, that shit didn't happen. Uh, but it, it, like, because when you say Lady Gaga being approached for a role like Black Canary, you're like, oh, God, they're still following down that same tattoo parlor perspective A or and Suicide Squad started. And they still might be. I, but I, don't know. I did look around. I, my only
2: concern when I glanced at that headline was like, oh, are we just kind of just grabbing like, are we just grabbing people the name just because that might help. Yeah. Or?
0: Well, you know, she's she's a little uh, a little weird. Yeah, but the good kind of weird. Like, I like her kind of weird. Sometimes. But you know what? I did look around before I judged her because I was like, does she she even act? I looked around. That was my main question. uh, I didn't didn't look into it. She was in American Horror Story and did a pretty damn good job based on the scenes I saw. I mean, that show is weird anyway. Weird in a way that, like, Gotham aspires to be. Um, But I saw this trailer for a movie called A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, and Dave Chappelle. Okay. It looks really good, and she looks really good. Like her acting is pretty damn on points, from what I can tell in the trailer. Huh. So we might be missing out after so all. So now you're sad. Okay. Yeah. That turns out she's like, a pretty good actor. My only
2: concern was like, are we just grabbing people because the headline is good?
0: Yeah. And then that was my that was my concern. My
2: second thought was, <laughs> I've never seen her
0: act before. Yeah. Is that is that a believable thing? And okay, well, yeah. Turns out she's a pretty good actor when she's not wearing raw meat bikinis. Oh, here's also... Yeah. Well, that's
2: pretty good acting, too, in a way. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so, in a way. If, if
2: Here's a pretty good lesson for this. As you said, that has never really been reported, right? And now right suddenly, not,
0: not, to know, not to my knowledge. No.
2: I've I, I really... I've never run across that one. That was completely new to me. And now it's basically she's passed on it. Yeah. Okay. So if that's <laughs> true, mm-hmm. imagine how many other times... We've read a headline about someone as being considered for a role, mm-hmm. and that must be bullshit.
0: Right. If and one, then the other I, kind of thing. And we're going to get into that here in a second. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. There is a rumor site uh, called Crazy Days and Nights that is bringing back up that old March news that Tom Cruise is in talks to star as the lead Green Lantern and uh but with one major caveat they say uh, which I won't talk about because if it's true it would be a major spoiler uh, now the original version of this story though came out from in March and I'm not sure that John's had started writing his version of the script so they may have been talking about goyer's version of that script mm-hmm. um, but honestly I would prefer to leave Tom Cruise out of this impossible mission if you don't mind yeah like I I don't want to see Tom Cruise play Hal Jordan I, I really don't and I don't need the Owens replaced with Xeno, dictator of the Galactic Confederacy. So, yeah. <laughs> and we just pass on that. Or at least made an allegory for. No, I, I don't need that. I don't. Right. Um, uh, by the way, Charles Roven, before losing his power, <laughs> wanted Mark Wahlberg to play Hal Jordan. No! Bullet dodged, huh? <laughs>
2: I don't have a I, I, like. I don't have a problem with those people for other roles. Like I hear Mission Impossible, uh, was it Fallout? Is amazing. I actually I, don't know. I have heard. Was it? I have no idea. Oh, okay, okay. I have heard I that movie called. is so good <laughs> that at this point I'm considering actually going back and watching the Mission Impossible catalog so I can watch that movie. That's how much good cheer I hear around that movie.
0: All I can speak for is the first three, and one and three are great, and number two is really pretty. <laughs> I think I've seen those three. But yeah. I'm
2: I'm considering going back and getting in that like catalog again, just so I can watch this movie because I hear such good things and yeah, I'm agreed. fine with Tom Cruise. Plus Simon Pegg. Yeah. Plus Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is always a, a plus, a plus for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's how, I, like I like him in those movies. That's great.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a,
2: <laughs> all kinds of movies. I like Mark, War, Mark Wahlberg again. Um, Ted comes to mind, but I, I don't,
0: Absolutely, I don't hate Mark Wahlberg.
2: It's not the kind of thing where I hear it and think, "Oh, that's a Green Lantern." No, I kind of want somebody that's out of nowhere. Like i I don't I don't really want a huge name attached to that role. That's my first thought with Green Lantern.
0: You know, with Hal Jordan specifically, I've only ever had one actor in mind for him. Uh And if they really wanted to do a passing of the torch or lantern, I guess as it were, Uh um, passing of the ring, really, right? They could still do it. If they wanted to go with, hey, Hal is old and grizzled. But ever since I was little, I've always wanted Dennis Quaid to play Hal Jordan.
2: It's <laughs> an odd choice, sir.
0: I don't know why. It's not like I said Randy Quaid. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that odd,
2: but that one would not have come to mind. If you'd given me 50 guesses and all the IMDb time and I, I wanted, I might not have come across that.
0: That's the only person I've ever thought of, really. Like... I don't know. He's got like the cocksure attitude, but also like the cantankerous, like grumbly, like ah, this shit again type of thing going on. I think he would be perfect.
2: I'm not anyway. willing to. Dis- I'm not willing to disagree with you, but I, I think I would still rather that than what we've got. I mean, or what we have in the rumor mill at least. I, I'm just right. not digging that at all. Not not digging what we're hearing from. Cruise and Wahlberg at all.
0: And, and by the way, I also love that Ryan Reynolds has come out and been like, yeah, I never wanted to play Green Lantern. They, I wanted to play The Flash and they were like, no, we're doing Green Lantern. And I'm like, all right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 would have been a better call, frankly.
0: Yeah, he should have been The Flash. Yeah.
2: But, and I'm not even sure who I would pick. Like, I, I'll, I'll give it some time. Maybe I'll come up with something that I can suggest that I, I can really get behind.
5: Mm-hmm. There's nothing that comes
2: to I mind mean, that I'll, really get, It's just that... I, and I hate to just be negative about it, but I'm just not feeling these.
0: I mean, you know, there was a point where I would have said Nathan Fillion, but.
2: Like, there's a part of me that wants it wants it to be somebody, yeah. But there's a part of me that, he like. He has w-
0: played Green Lantern, though. Yeah, he has. And
2: uh, it makes his heart very warm, and I love that for him. hmm But part of me wants to say is, like, yeah, it should be someone who's kind of, like, looks John Hemmy, but isn't John Hamm. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
2: <clears> like.
0: I don't know. I don't see that.
2: I don't know. I would need time with that, but I'm just not feeling... You just need army Hammer.
0: That's what you need. I do kind almost Hammer. need army Hammer.
2: It's not a bad call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know who would have been good if he wasn't cast for Orm would be Patrick Wilson. Yes. That would be sweet. He would have been good. Yeah, he would have. I could deal with that. All wow. right. All right. Well, I'll get into dream anyway. casting some other time. Yep. Moving on You're over... I'm going have uh, like, a
2: tweet for me like midweek. and I'll, I'll wake from a fever dream Tuesday morning <laughs> next week and be like,
0: It should be so <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get just a random tweet that's like, Clint Howard! And I'll be like, what? Clint Howard? Really? I mean, it's inspired. I never would have thought. I think he can actually pull it off. <laughs> you're going to get a tweet. No, you're going to get like a just
2: a message in the middle of the night, like 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> that just says, Sarah Jessica Parker, I'll explain later. <laughs> And then you're gonna keep calling the next day, wanting to know what's happened. And by Thursday, you'll learn that, like, oh, he went to the hospital. He he mm-hmm. he had terrible food poisoning.
0: Oh, I do have uh, I do have ins- what I feel is inspired casting for Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr. Mm. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> that's right. You can take that to the bank. Oh God. damn Yes, that's good. How much would you love to see Batfleck just like knock him out with one punch? Oh yeah.
2: And I know he can act. You saw him in Breaking Bad. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I've heard his voice acting on for Family, and it's fantastic. I know he can act. Mm -hmm. And I know he's he's exactly the kind of aggressive asshole that would do that. That is perfect. That is inspired. Fantastic job, sir.
1: Thank
0: you. And with that, we're going to lead into a voicemail from Chris White, one of our oldest listeners. Maybe our first listener. Certainly the first to leave us a a message. First to call back from the void. Absolutely. We saw numbers, but we didn't... We didn't know anyone was really listening. Right. <laughs> All right, let's play. <clears throat> yeah. Over the years, we've, we've, we've formed a friendship with Chris, and uh, here's his voicemail.
4: Hey, Dave. Hey, Jason. Uh, long time no talk. I don't really call in a whole lot. This is Chris, by the way, because um, I don't always feel like I have something worthwhile to add to the show or, you know, uh, part of the conversation. I mean, most of the time, you guys pretty much articulate what I'm thinking, or I'm right there with you. Uh, but a few things I wanted to address right quick is um, the first thing is... Um, I absolutely adore the Shazam teaser trailer that we got. Um, the one thing that bugged me about it at first is that it seems like Zachary Levi's head is a little disproportionate to his body. It's kind of called to mind that uh, conversation in the art gallery that uh, Mr. Glass had, or Elijah Price, with um, his, his client there in Unbreakable. But um, I just got so immersed in, like, the little bit of world building that they had and, you know his performance as Shazam that I I completely like let go of it. I mean, if a teaser trailer can make me overlook something that was bugging the hell out of me that bad, I think the movie's going to be amazing. Added to much, you know, needed levity. uh, A lot of people would probably say, although I haven't really had an issue with that.
0: All right. Now I, I do want to be clear about something. There were more things Chris was trying to say in that voicemail, but it got garbled. I guess he went through a bad, uh, a bad spot. Uh, He drives a truck. So, and, uh, he went
2: through God knows where, God knows what God, state.
0: God knows where. It got garbled when it came back. Uh, I couldn't tell what he was talking about. And then uh, his sentence got cut off because he he literally just stops talking and goes, oh, and switches his phone line over because I was calling him to chat. Which
2: is fantastic.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's what we have. Now, I agree, obviously, the, Shaz- the Shazam trailer looks fantastic. I don't agree, necessarily, that he looks very disproportionate. I didn't get that. Um, but I guess if he does, you know, look, I you could chalk it up to cartoonish childhood fantasy or something. I, you know, me personally, I grew up with my walls covered in superheroes, so, you know, I think it's fair to say that I have body image issues. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's some cognitive dissonance in that area.
0: So, you know, maybe his head does look a little weird in, in relation to the rest of his body, but I will say that Zachary Levi is friggin' jacked Yeah, for this role. Yeah.
2: He so. did his part in the gym for this thing.
0: I I'm, looks great. I don't
2: quite see what he's talking about on that point. Might be worth going back to investigate. But what I do love either way is uh, that the trailer, uh, he, he came around and he's excited about it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that doesn't sound great. Like, well, I guess we're just going to have to go back and investigate Zachary Levi's glistening, giant skull? body. Yeah, <laughs> or mini mini skull? I mean? Yeah.
2: No. Um. Oh,
0: his skull. Yeah. Okay. We
2: just have to investigate his
0: skull and then glance at the skull. We have to say skull, length. not head, because then that gets back into. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I mean, we'll just do it on different levels. Maybe a combined <laughs> approach. It's really the best way to do the science. I also want to point out that it frightens me on every level that Chris feels like we cover the thoughts that are in his head so well (laughs) that he doesn't need voicing them anymore. And also, I'm kidding you, beautiful bastard. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I feel like I want to make a joke about we tell you what to think, but that's not true. (laughs) We don't
2: have the technology. (laughs) And certainly not the resources.
0: We would if we could. Lord knows we don't have the ethics. but (laughs) (laughs) I'm fuck out of scruples, but I don't have the time. (laughs) I thought scruples were something you used for a salad. (laughs) Chewing on with some bacon
2: bits years ago.
0: (laughs) All right, so we're going to go from one of the oldest listeners of the show to one of my oldest friends. I've known this guy since we were five years old. I don't want to date myself, but uh, let's just say uh, 30 years. We've we've, we've been friends for 30 years. (laughs) Hi, Dave and Jason. This is Matt from the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Congratulations on 500 episodes. I'm really proud of you guys. No matter what anyone says, quantity over quality, it should be admired, looked up to. Yeah, I, I really, really do love you guys' show. I'm hopeful for lots of great DC things coming in the future, and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about them. And I appreciate you guys being there so that I can learn about them because you guys are where I get my DC information. Here's to another 500 episodes. Love the show. Peace. Matt Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, everyone. Thank you, Matt. Good words passed between old turds. Ah! <laughs> huh? <laughs> go listen to this guy's show if you dig Marvel. Now his co host, um, <clears throat> you know, warms his winter soldier every time a DC movie flops. But yeah. Matt's a good bloke. And it's a good show. And uh by the way, Matt's new album, Left to Burn, is on iTunes and Spotify. Plug, plug, plug. It actually is good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Go go check it out. Uh but
1: uh <laughs> it's yes, funny we're listening not joking. to his voice Jeff,
0: Just DC
2: hates. We don't know why. It's in his blood somehow. Yeah. It's like yeah. DC hurt his father in some way that he's never told us about. Right, but it's, it's like, and he watched. He thing. watched the whole thing happen, and then he was told, "Forget, <laughs> please, forget. It's best for our family."
0: <laughs> he was
2: never, <laughs> never call the people. Yeah, never call.
0: Right, Jeff was hiding under a bed while Dan Didio shot his father. He something see. along those lines. At... Just like Jefferson Pierce, he went, "Dad, yeah, yeah. like five times." It was rough. <clears throat>
2: There's a lot of stuff when I to that. It's not there's something about I'm just gonna walk away from that. But I mean, it's a bad image. And I don't know what happened, but yes, he does hate them very much. But Matt is always there to laugh to laugh at the uh the hate and, and say, Oh come on,
5: man.
0: Yeah. And it it cracked me up though hearing him say talk about uh quantity over quality, because he's <laughs> he's been talking to me a lot about songwriting and about creating and about how he believes that quantity breeds quality.
2: Oh no, he's right about you know, that though.
0: So, yeah, sort of the Edison approach—like you just fail like a shit ton of times, and finally stumble upon something that's right. No,
2: it's the right thing. I know a lot of musicians that—that that is the—that's <laughs> the procedure. You—you you sit, and I actually—I've yeah. always liked the George Harrison theory. Like, if you sit down and you start writing a song, do not leave that spot until you finish writing the song. Right. Don't come back to it. Don't get the verse and say, eh, "I don't know." Come back and see where it goes. Just write the song. Good or bad, mm-hmm. better for, better or worse, whatever. But then, yeah, hit it down, mm-hmm. get the demo, come back later, kill your darlings, whatever. I, 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 right. He's he's not alone. Like he was saying something about like he's he wrote like a hundred songs and has twelve that are on this album or something like that. I forget the numbers exactly, but it was like a ridiculous amount of songs. And then here's yeah. what's on this latest album.
1: I, mm-hmm.
2: Like my friend Michael, the guy who helped us record the intro to this thing, that yeah. that's same thing. Every time he has a new album come mm-hmm. out, it's seriously like. Yeah, I, I got like, I don't know, 80, 100, 120. So one time he told me he had 200 songs he was working on at one time. I was like, how are you doing that? I, I, can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember 200 tasks that I'm doing at the same time. I was like, yeah, you just go back and listen to them and play. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah it's the same thing. Or you thing. could you go just... the the Rivers Cuomo approach, which is he just like takes – he has transcribed like bits of like lyrics and put them into a into software. And whenever he's writing a song now, he just, like, uses that shit as, like, a rhyming dictionary. Nice. Which is why Weezer sucks now.
1: <laughs> it's a
0: nice <laughs>
2: method, though. That could be that could be harnessed in a way.
0: It could be harnessed.
2: Like, in a way and to get you your own that, words to inspire you to, yeah. like, sit down. But if you, you lean on it too much. You that
0: until you hear, like, the last six albums and you go, oh, oh, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he just wrote, in my garage and walked away from having feelings. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, well... No, he wrote Pinkerton and walked Pinkerton. away from was having feelings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't so much walk away, the press dragged the feelings out of him and stomped on, stomped on him until they were yeah. so far below the ground he'd never see him again. That's what happened.
0: Yeah. I'm not... Uh, yeah. I, that's what I think actually happened. Like, Pinkerton was pretty heavily panned, from what I understand. And anyway. There. uh As for, you know, as for Matt's... Uh, and, and now you're espousing the same belief. As for the belief of uh, quantity breeding quality... Uh, well, uh, we've done. At the end of this, it'll be 500 episodes, and um, I hope one day that we do a good one.
2: Yeah, maybe there's, um, you know, half a dozen of those that are are good out of it. We didn't get to pare anything down. Right. All our quantity goes on the air.
0: No. Unfortunately, we don't learn anything.
2: No, as you so. expounded earlier, memory <laughs> of a goldfish. <laughs> Every week I get on this podcast and I think the walls are closing in the walls are closing in oh god I'm going to die and then uh, it's fine and we stop recording <laughs> and we come back the
0: next week and I'm like cool let's start which is funny because I feel that way right before the show
2: <laughs> <laughs> right before we hit record I'm like yeah cool what's up let's let's get started I'm chatting about
0: bullshit <laughs> I've got like a knot in my stomach and I'm shaking I'm like oh god I don't mm-hmm. do, how how am I going to do this I'm like Larry David like, how am I going to do another one of these shows yeah Not well, (laughs) it turns out.
2: Said the other shoulder.
0: (laughs) We we have another voicemail here from Brent from uh, Fans Without Borders and DCTV Squadcast.
2: I remind you at this point that whatever you're watching or listening to this on probably has a fast-forward feature.
3: Hey, guys. This is Brent from Fans Without Borders and DCTV Squadcast. I just wanted to uh, call and congratulate you on 500 episodes. That is a phenomenal achievement, and who would have thought you two would have
0: pulled it off? So uh, keep it rolling and keep some DC on your screen. Brent, Brent, Brent. Who would have thought we would pull it off? Well, we did. <laughs> there are like See, two to three hours, seriously, of talking on either side of every recording, man.
6: Yeah,
2: you, that's... that's. Um... <laughs> That's like the missing backstory is as long as we've been, what was it, 14 days worth of, of talk? 14 and a half days worth of us doing this stuff? Uh-huh. But Like, like we lived together for a couple of years before we did this. Oh, and I was saying oh back imagine.
0: Then, I was saying back then, like, around hour, hour five of every conversation, as we were, you know, sitting in that kitchen. Standing in the kitchen. Talking about comics. Well, standing most of the time, yeah. Uh, Refusing to sit for reasons I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Guzzling milk because our th- mm-hmm. we needed coating for our throats right. from the talk. Right. Uh, I would say like we've got to make this into a podcast. We're just we're cracking each other up, and we didn't do it until after I moved out. Right.
2: Which is probably better oh. for audio quality. Looking back, you know, maybe. Hey, yeah, I don't know. Our early audio quality needed a lot of improvement.
0: But uh, yeah, thank you for the congrats. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, thanks for listening, Brent. I know you do. I do wonder though, like. Why you squad cast guys got to be throwing so much shade, baby? <laughs> I don't think there's another way to do it, man. they so salty. That is the appropriate way. By the way, I'm like a heavy white dude. Like, I'm almost translucent. It's true. And I'm easily burned. The first time I ever heard someone talk about throwing shade, I thought, that is like the coolest Mortal Kombat projectile ever.
6: <laughs> like,
0: I just wish someone could throw shade at me while I'm toiling away in the Alabama sun. Right. The friggin' grass, you know? Yeah. Like, you wished you had a sidekick suddenly.
2: <laughs> I get it. Uh,
0: yeah. I get it. Uh,
2: anyway. They don't even have to x-ray Guys, we you were... when you go to the hospital. They just look really hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. The guy squints. <laughs> just
2: adjust, adjust his glasses a bit
5: yeah
0: all right we're gonna jump into some dctv news uh not not like a ton it's not gonna be like super spoilery or anything but if you if you're not into that you can uh just uh listen to us later to us somewhere else or something i don't know stop listening i don't know you can call us, though, 205-259-6331 to leave us a voicemail, as many of these fine people have done. Really, the number Or you can just, you know, if you've got like a nice mic or something and know how to use it, you can record a thing and send it to DC on screen at gmail.com. You can also find uh, every episode at DC on screen.com, or you can come join us in the Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash DC on podcast. We're findable. Yep, yeah, we are absolutely findable. We're on Instagram, we're everywhere. And by the way, if we you are gonna don't know how to
2: use your mic, that might be even funnier. So just send yeah, that too. that might be. Send all the test takes.
0: It never sounds as funny as it actually is.
2: Oh, it's funny when somebody <laughs> else hears it.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to jump into DCTV. We do have some more voicemails coming. I'm excited to get to those. But first, we're going to do this Gotham, man. We haven't had a lot of Gotham news. I think they're trying to keep a lot of stuff under wraps, but that hashtag show has revealed that they are adding a new character. They're adding two new characters, but the other one sounds like a whole cloth character, and I don't know what to do with it, so we're not talking about that. Okay. That's boring shit. (laughs) We will deal with that when the time arises. (laughs) (laughs) But this one is Eduardo Dorrance, and they're describing as a male in his mid-30s to early 40s of any ethnicity. He's being described as a very fit person, a warrior who is a tireless soldier. Uh, that's, that follows every kind of order he's given and is intolerant to betrayal. Uh, now in the comics, there was a guy named Edmund Dorrance and that was King Snake. Mm-hmm. And the, King Snake was, uh, was, had like a little history with the British army. He was a merc. He, uh, was also the father of Bane.
2: Lord, I forgot so that part.
0: That might be a thing they're building to in Gotham. Here. That might be a damn nice touching. They don't have time though to have Bane, right? They just have a time to I mean, tie I don't it know. in
2: and maybe like, like I kind of want them to leave the series to some extent, <clears throat> seeding the idea that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to show up later. Like I don't need to see them all. I want I yeah. kind of want them to wrap up the series. I mean, it, it's <laughs> right. it's this is their final seat. There's no you're not pass and go, man. Like this is this is it. I want them to wrap mm-hmm. up what they've shown us and also kind of seed in. Oh yeah, like this is this is cool to me if that's what they're doing is like showing us later like he gives you know some little boy a teddy bear and sends him off kind of thing or whatever like oh osito oh, yeah all right <laughs> like that to me would be fantastic if they just see in a few people that are, are we're gonna definitely see later when this is a full batman you know universe
0: for for this character
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but still nice to have around that's a good call there i yeah. approve that's interesting uh we've got some uh doom patrol news uh Joy Van Wade who uh it was in the first purge has uh has officially been named as uh Doom Patrol's cyborg who's going to be pitting them on this uh mission. And you know I've never seen any of the purge movies.
2: No, not a one.
0: I sort of felt like they were kind of just rip-offs of the Star Trek episode uh Return of the Archons.
2: I was just never super interested in the premise. So never got around to see any of it. But
0: yeah, I like the premise in, in Rick and Morty. That was kind of fun that when they did that.
2: Yeah. And that was just, you know, eh, that was one giant call out. Like that was the most fun I've ever had. Maybe with that <laughs> premise is them making fun of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the closest I've come to actually watching one of those movies. Yeah, I was tempted with the first purge because Marissa Tomei is in it, but I was still mm-hmm. like, eh, no, that's not worth watching all the others. Cause I'm a completist. I'd have to watch all the yeah. others. And I've,
2: I've watched scenes here and there to see if I was interested in it. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Sorry, purgists. I, I just haven't really cared, yeah. but purgists. I do like there being so many cyborgs right now. That's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I honestly, here is the other part. I am not so interested in any one cyborg that I am offended by there being another version of it. That's fine. Don't care. Yeah. let's do this. And yeah. I, I it's called a multiverse. Yeah, I, I do get that. Warner Brothers was like, yeah. You, I mean, cyborgs are great character You should use it. I, I mean, I get that. That's fine. That to me, that's fine. <laughs>
0: All right, over to the Flash. Well, there's a new Flash suit for Season 5. This thing got leaked. It got taken down. People were a bunch of hateful, stupid dicks to Grant Gustin. But they did release uh, some real photos of the uh, new Season 5 Flash suit. And I dig it, man. I like the suit itself. I know you don't notice costumes.
2: I don't. Big blind spot for me.
0: But this thing is, like, way less bulky. It's very sleek. It looks a lot more comic accurate Um, my one point of contention is that the mask doesn't have the chin guard and I like the chin guard, but I think I'd get used to it. It's just like looking at pictures of Abraham Lincoln without the beard or like looking at my dad without a cigarette. (laughs)
6: Like when
0: my dad first quit, I was like, who the hell? Oh, dad. (laughs) It's going to take me a minute.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, it just, it. For some reason, it doesn't hit my radar. Like I will eventually notice it, but it the first time, and this has happened every time with every one of these shows, unless I see it like, hey, new costume, and even then, I have to go back and look at the old one to see what's what the difference is sometimes. It just, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, man, it does not, I don't get all the fine points of a costume like on a, just doesn't register. So when I go to the next one, I, I don't know, not a thing that pops into my brain, but I liked this one. When they pointed out, hey, new costume, I kind of thought, oh, cool. Yeah. But that's another part of the way I operate with costumes is like every time they show me a new one, for the most part, I'm like, oh, cool. Let's try that out for a year. Yeah. I also kind of get – like if they wanted to use the same costume every year just for budget purposes, I would get that. But they also – like mm-hmm. they do devote enough time to these shows that they're kind of adapting and they want to make sure visually it's fresh. So that they're, they're putting some thought and time into that and a little bit of love apparently into that. And I can mm-hmm. appreciate that. Or, like, yeah. uh, you remember the early Barry Allen uh, comment, like, Grant Gustin commenting that, like, oh, the costume's changing and now they don't have to latex my face for five hours. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That I can really appreciate. Like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to get Grant. I think he's going to maybe lose his damn mind if we keep doing it that, that way. Yeah. I can get behind that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: look pretty good, though.
0: All right, Uh there's a bit of uh, casting news I thought I'd talk about. Uh, Kiana Madeira is being brought in to play uh, Spencer Young, a.k.a. Spin. And uh, they're describing her as a young, aspiring social media influencer who seizes the opportunity to make herself famous when she discovers there is a new hero in Central City. And uh, she's going to be coming in around episode 504. And in the comics, they got a little weird. The, the comics, it was a guy, and his name was Auerbach, And uh, he was a journalist who hooks up this cat, Edward Martinez, uh, into a bunch of uh, devices (laughs) into the basement of the news network building that Auerbach works at. And this dude can turn people's fears into reality. So it it feels like they're streamlining it, which is probably good.
2: I mean, just kind of consolidating that. Right. Probably a good call. Yeah. Probably a good call. Either
0: way, either way, Spin is going to be, you know, turning people's fears into reality which i've kind of feel like we've may have seen before on the on on the flash it it feels i I seem to remember there there may have been a godzilla type of character roaming around the city or something that turned out to be not real Mm. Uh, yeah some of that but um Uh, anyway i I suspect she'll use the powers for all sorts of knavery you know
2: possibly but her being a journalist in particular i feel like to some extent, it feels no, like. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, social media. I'm Aspiring sorry. social Aspiring media. Aspiring social media.
0: That is not a journalist. That's
2: my point. <laughs> I, don't you feel like we fight that in our own fan base sometimes?
0: Yeah. I, I you know, I feel like it could be a potentially like even, relevant villain in like, this world of fake news. Absolutely. As though
2: we've almost covered that <laughs> earlier in this exact podcast a couple of times.
1: Yeah, huh? It, yeah.
2: I do kind of like that it's um I don't know. To me I I, I read that that they were going to do that with spin and thought, oh yeah. No. I think they're just talking about their fans now. Mhm. <laughs> they're they're so called yeah. journalists.
0: <laughs> they're talking about the bloggers guys. They yeah. They're, they're talking about Scott Mendelson. That's who they're talking about. Yeah. Let's not sugarcoat it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh man.
2: Like uh, is there a hashtag that's like hashtag fucking calm down?
1: Hmm.
0: Probably. I don't know. Just hashtag and start writing it and say it, it just needs
2: to be attached. To almost everything that is posted about DC at this point. Mm hmm. Just, just whatever you're trying to say. And then right at the end of it, mandatorily hashtag calm down.
0: Yeah. You know, I feel a little sad. Cause when we were talking about Tom Cruise, you know, I didn't, I didn't mention that. I didn't think he was going to play him. Like, <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that. I think the whole story is horseshit. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, I think the whole story is horseshit.
2: We'll go ahead and make our call on that one. Yeah. Probably not a thing. Uh,
0: Stephen Amell on t- on Twitter says, Watching someone try on a superhero suit for the first time never gets old.
2: Yeah, that actually does sound really funny.
0: I say, just as long as they know you're watching, Stephen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even from closed-circuit TV, it is kind of creepy.
0: Yeah, I I I read that tweet and got shivers. I, like that's I'm I'm I like Steven, I think he's a yeah, good guy. I don't I don't, I don't know I don't think him that's
2: personally, actually but, what's happening here, but I I I feel you. Yeah. I do also think though he's probably very right about that. Like either they try it on and then they look in the mirror and like almost tearfully think, "Oh god, this is the most amazing thing I've done." Cuz in my head you either do that or you you look at it, look in the mirror, and think almost angrily, "What are you trying to do to me? Mm. Why would you do that to this character? What is happening right now? Right, And either reaction and sounds hilarious that. to sit there and watch.
0: You and I both experienced that when we when we did Batman the short Halloween. Yes, <laughs> we looked at ourselves and said, oh, it what was are we all doing the lab characters. Yeah <laughs>
2: there was no former,
0: <laughs> oh man. Amel also tweeted out been trying to grow my beard to look like the iconic image of green arrow <laughs> 5 months in i'm closer to thanos <laughs> i just saw a tweet of his like somewhere bef-
2: like before i called you to start um, uh-huh. that was just like a close up of his of his chin and it just said like this is getting untenable <laughs> <laughs> That poor guy. Yeah. What you do for your art?
0: <laughs> All right, we've we've got we're gonna wrap up with some more uh, listener feedback and voicemails and things. We're out of news, I'm afraid. Uh, first up, we have uh, Anthony Brooklyn Batman from on Twitter, and uh, he left us this voicemail.
3: Hey, this is Anthony, aka Brooklyn Batman, on Twitter. Just want to wish you guys a Congratulations, and love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to many more with Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, DC Streaming Service. Much more good stuff on the way. So just want to say thank you, and looking forward to hearing you guys in the future.
0: Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. You know, we look forward to more of our shit, too. Yeah. Because we're conceited bastards.
2: No. But yeah, I I do enjoy doing it, so.
0: <laughs> I, I know, like halfway through the week, when I've listened to the show like five times, right? And I no, I'm just I don't we don't I don't listen more and more. Like this, this is
2: glorious. Why why don't we do more of this?
0: <laughs> let's do let's do five thousand or whatever. We should go ungodly. back to eight episodes a no, week. Yeah, whatever ungodly number it was, Doctor Steve said.
2: Yeah, that one actually it did hurt me a little bit. <laughs> Anthony, no, by the way, I constantly enjoy your Twitter presence. It makes me happy.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, Michael Kennedy has uh left us a, a message here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a little he says y'all a lot, so and I know he, he lives in here in Alabama, so I'm going to evoke more of a southern accent here. <laughs> I don't know what Michael sounds like. <laughs> hey y'all! That's for Jason. I know he likes the y'all do you like the y'all? Is that a thing that we've discussed? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I, Happy 500. I, I'm torn on it. Some
2: part of it. Like, I do think it's a, a very effective conjugate. I do. Mm-hmm. It is. You all. Conjugation? Conjugation, I think. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. Combine those conjugal? two words into something that's right. <laughs> Conjunction? Scott, get back to me. Conjunct No, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's been too long. I don't know. Yeah, anymore. it's been too long. Scott, great happy 500th. I've been listening to you guys for probably about a year and a half now. I love the show and appreciate having y'all to keep me up to date. The input you guys have is great, whether I agree with it or not. And I'd love just the genuine nerd talk. Yeah. I remember being, <laughs> I remember being concerned when y'all decided to make a change in the way you did the show. Sorry. However, I think it's worked well. Thank I'm you. glad you both decided to go with the change. I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the alternative was there.
2: <laughs> it was very much a back against the wall. We have to do this. But yeah, thank you we were, for appreciating we, it.
0: Thank you. Michael, Michael, we were dying. <laughs> was, our skin was paper thin. Our bones were made of
2: hopes. It was getting rough. If I looked Again. too long at <laughs> a blank space, all I saw was my own deaths. It was getting bad. <laughs>
0: Again, happy 500th, and here's to many more. Keep up the great work, guys. P.S. David, don't tease me with barbecue and nerd talk. That's like telling Kevin Smith about a weed bar that also has all-you-can-eat Funyuns. Well, I think Kevin (laughs) might be cutting back these days, Mike. But, dude, I absolutely want to do, like, an annual barbecue, like a DC on-screen barbecue. Oh, sure. I really do.
2: Yeah, that's not not a tease. We just need to do some coordination here.
0: We need coordination and money. That's what Mm -hmm. we need. (laughs) <laughs> Coordination and Cow. I don't you know, maybe we should like focus on like getting a bigger base in Alabama because most of our listens look like comes from New York. And I don't <laughs> think people are coming from New York.
2: They're not. They're not they're not going to probably travel down for that. We can um we can, At the very least, we, we can uh, we can get all us together. All the mm-hmm. ones we currently have. Wait for Chris White all to y'all. drive through town. All y'all. You get all y'all together. Wait for Chris yeah. White to drive through town, and we got something.
0: Well, you know, if we give Chris enough notice, he might be able to just get off for it. Possibly. Uh, but, anyway, uh,
2: point is, we're going to make it happen at some point.
0: We're going to make it happen at some point, and uh, the first word of it will probably be in the DC On Screen Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So, like I said... Come on over, y'all. That is going to happen. <laughs> I just thought of that little, uh, what was the little coal miner guy? A little gold, I don't even know what he was, on Aqua Come in mm. it's jiggling, y'all. Come on over, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for writing in, Mike uh, Michael. I don't know what you want to be called or what you sound like. I'm sorry if I offended you. Please don't leave the group. We love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, we have a we have another written message here from uh, Eliza Love, and I don't know what Eliza sounds like, so I think I'll, I might just try to do like a little British accent here, because I don't know why not. God help us all. But to,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's just do it. I I, I want you to do it. I am uh-huh. in no way willing to vouch for this.
0: Right. No. I'm sorry. I apologize, but. Here I expect go. an
2: absolute train wreck, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. It'll probably go. be. Eliza, love everyone. I don't do voicemails, but this I wanted to say... already getting really bad, and I love it very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why is she a bad Patrick Stewart?
0: <laughs> oh, Because that's the only Patrick Stewart I know how to do.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Alright, I'm going I'm to try to stay quiet while you do this <laughs> Alright <clears throat> I don't
0: do voicemails But I wanted to say
1: I can't do it now
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can let you do it I'm going to laugh the entire time I think you're just going to have to read this
0: Yeah, okay, I'm not doing it guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, That is congrats. That is oh, that is tragic. It is. It's really bad. <laughs> it's actually pretty good if I have a cold. Yeah. Believe it or not. If you have a heavy cold, you can do Ian McKellen. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it's not where we are right now. All right. All right. Neither of the vo- sirs shall he be. All right. I don't do voicemails, but I wanted to say congratulations on 500. This is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, and it is my favorite. When I started listening, you guys were still doing casts for each individual show, and I was just looking to hear someone else's opinions on the shows I loved so much. I started with the CW shows, expanded to Gotham and Lucifer, then I started listening to the TV news episodes, and even though I knew nothing about the DCEU, I eventually started listening to those news episodes too. You are why I know anything about anything when it comes to the movies, and why I was super giddy when I watched the Shazam trailer. I even gasped on the 3rd of July when I came across the comic book resources article about the Batcat spoilers Dave is now actively censoring, specifically for Scott.
6: <laughs> I have
0: never read a comic book in my life, <laughs> but I couldn't wait for the next cast to see what people in our little community would say about it. So thank you for the hours and hours and hours that you've put into this it truly brightens up my week and i look forward to listening for another 500 episodes you know we i joked around with the british th- th- i actually cried when i read this like i <laughs> like a, i got a tear
2: I, I honestly i was i was uh i was kind of so touched and choked on myself i actively sent that to you and was like please read this
1: yeah yeah
0: i had not seen it and he sent it to me so thank you so much. So, I hope you're not, you yeah, know, but, upset of our... Thank you. Absolutely.
2: I'm like super excited that you're excited about more things now. And uh, as negative as we are, it amazes me that we have been any part of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we've we've got a, <laughs> We've got a voicemail here from uh, Patrick uh, Forceps Painting on uh, Twitter, and here's the voicemail.
3: Hey, this is uh, Patrick. You know me as Four Steps Training on uh, Twitter. Just say congratulations to your 500th episode. I just started recently listening to you guys. I'm uh, going to get your a couple thoughts on a couple things from uh, Man of Steel, too. A lot of us looking forward to it coming out someday. First... Who would you like the main villain to be? And then do you have any thoughts on what you'd like the general plot? And finally, I know that uh,
6: death of Zod uh, by Superman's hand, the first man of steel split the fandom. So would you like man of steel two to address that in Superman's no kill policy? All right. Have a good one guys. Bye. All
0: right. So he- here's the thing, man. A lot, a lot of people keep talking about how they want to see a man of steel too. And I do, but I feel like Batman v Superman was man of steel too. Like, I kind of just want to see a Superman standalone, but I don't really want it to be too associated with Man of Steel because I feel like without Snyder, in, you know, in the mix, it's not going to feel like Man of Steel. So why even, you know, evoke that? Um, and I, I honestly, I'm a little, I'm a little afraid they might uh, get too close to the, you know, Donner-esque mustache-twirling villains. Um, I don't really have a plot in mind. I, I would be fine with, you know, Brainiac or Lex Luthor, Conduit. <laughs> this one you don't hear about much. There you um, go. I, I seriously just like looked over and I've got like a Conduit action figure standing here in my little <laughs> Death of Superman shelf. <laughs> anyway. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: Stream of conscious. Oh, sure. That guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Conduit. Why not? Um, sure. Other people might have gone with Parasite or, you know, Maxima or somebody, but no, I'm going with Conduit. That's my cyborg Superman. C- I'm pulling Superman. out of nowhere no i um, always did like maxima though
2: <laughs> I, I i feel like they're like you don't have hopes for this this particular universe in some I, ways
0: um i well i don't know i don't i don't so much as you have, have universe like,
2: it, all right it's it's more like you have fears like it yeah forgive me it feels like sometimes you're just like like a like a a dog standing in the yard with one of those, like, you know, the perimeter choke collars?
0: <laughs> yeah, the little shock collars? Yeah,
2: yeah, just, like, standing in the yard, and, like, you know, the night before, because you saw him through the window, that your owner changed where all the perimeter settings are. And you're just staring <laughs> at the yard, wondering <laughs> which blade of grass is going to shock me. That's yep. a lot of how I feel like sometimes you, like, when mm-hmm. people are talking about these IPs, that's... Yeah. that That's what you like, feel like.
0: Like... To me I think like there's there's a part of me that goes like you know what we should do like Toyman and he could have like I don't know uh you know a uh, uh, giant robot you know like Power Rangers or whatever what I don't even know what the, I can't remember what those are called <laughs> now <laughs> you know like a trans it'd be like Superman have versus have the Transformers Toy Man with,
2: uh, the versus the Green Ranger I don't know if I get could...
0: it No you know like the like the giant robots like Toy Man has used giant robots you yeah, know Yeah, many a time. Uh yeah, so it could be like Superman versus Transformers. That's about as much as I'm hoping for because I don't think Warner Brothers is looking is looking to do the kind of depth that I'm looking for in a Superman movie. I have my problems with Man of Steel. Um I have my problems with some of the way Snyder uh, approached uh certain characters and 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 certain arcs. Um but I got no problem with his themes. His themes are on point and the themes are uh, on point. I feel like Superman should be uh a, a somewhat controversial. In fact, one of my problems with Man of Steel is it wasn't controversial enough. Um I mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I feel like uh he should have been or he should be more of a uh borderline religious figure uh, in the world and uh I I absolutely hope that any sequel would deal with uh or at least mention Zod's death being the impetus for the no kill policy. That is exactly what caused it in the comics. Superman always kills Zod. I continue no, to be it, s- it, surprised by the geekdom for their rage regarding that act in Man yeah. of Steel. No, like, it should. Assholes, it always happens. If happen. you're going
2: to bring up General Zod, it should be the way to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And my, like my deepest fear, like the nightmare, is you do some kind of like black light, <laughs> like, sorry, darkest night. Um, Blackest as night. Uh, like backdoor introduction of yeah. uh, the Green Lanterns where General Zodi has to kill him again. Like that would be the worst yeah. thing that could possibly happen.
0: And see, but I feel like the. If, like, you know, forgive me, I feel like the best thing you could do for a Man of Steel 2 or Superman standalone, the best idea for it would be to introduce Supergirl and have her introduced there. Um, but I also think the best usage of Superman right now for the foreseeable future is to show up as a cameo or in a co-starring role in some other superhero movie just to, you know, highlight how important he is to the universe. Um, but I I've always felt like that's the best place Superman. I mean, I works. like I like,
2: like the idea of a Man of Steel too, just because okay. I I love the Henry Cavill portrayal.
0: But, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I know nothing I've said says I don't want Cavill there. I know. I, I'm just saying like,
2: <laughs> I like his enough that I would love to see a solo mm-hmm. Superman film, and I I'm a, I'm I'm perfectly okay with uh, some of the rumor right now is like, oh, it's gonna be Superman versus Black Adam. Okay, that that uh, sounds fantastic. I I would be down with that.
1: Mm. Um,
2: I mean, there are, like if you go through the catalog, like Toyman, uh, may, like maybe not enough, uh. <laughs> like Parasite even, <laughs> yeah. then, then you're just kind of dealing with, um, like, hey, what if somebody else had Superman's powers? And we just did that in Justice League. We just fought Superman. Uh-huh. You can't fight Superman right. again. Right. Um, even Brainiac, as much as I love him, like, mm-hmm. like, as a as a villain for Superman, he's kind of, he's the kind of guy that, like, if you showed me him in this universe, there's a part of me that would want to see Batman. Mm-hmm. And I would feel, I like, I would be a little left-wanting. And I also kind of want there to be like a Superman standalone film where we don't have to bring in Batman. Like that's what happened to man of still two is they mentioned Batman in a freaking pitch meeting. And suddenly that was Superman versus Batman. Like mm-hmm. It, it just barreled out. Like it, Snyder kind of said like, Hey, once I mentioned the two in the same room, it was over. Like, yeah. It, like if you keep going through some of the big ones, like dark side, maybe, but we're not there yet. Mongol. I don't know. Maybe that's a serious maybe for me.
0: That could yeah, war war world could work. I, I that, that I don't could work. Like you get them would. out,
2: but then yeah. you're gonna maybe get some like Ragnarok backlash. You know,
0: I mean that's I mean I liked Ragnarok, so oh, that was, you're gonna that get that would, all the criticism be... by
2: like oh they're just following like
0: yeah. Absolutely. To some you're going to get criticism no matter what. You are going to get criticism
2: to like no matter what you're going to get criticism. To some extent though, if you can do a better thing and not get that criticism, go for it. Like if mm. creatively there are two paths and one of them will keep twitter off your ass, take the other path. So, saints as
0: possible anymore. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I know. I feel like a lot of what we do is cover here's what bullshit twitter did today.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Anyway, uh, Metallo, keep moving down the catalog. Metallo uh,
0: Metallo has always bored the shit. Always out bored
2: me. the shit out of me, and we've already are already addressed Kryptonite in a way that's like I'm, I'm okay with just moving on from that. Uh huh. Toyman could be really interesting if you came yeah. up with somebody that was that devious. Like if you came up with someone who was at, a little above this universe's Bruce Wayne as far as mm-hmm. intelligence and 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 really pushed it, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, but same time, Toyman's got a lot of play recently on other properties, you know, with the with the shield. So I'm I'm good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Honestly, what I I mean, we've already covered Doomsday. I know there's a rumor out there that like Doomsday is still, you know, he's still out there, and we didn't see the real one. And this is just like a, I don't I don't want I don't want to do all that. We, we had him. There was a lot of honestly remorse about having him. I think we should just move on. Frankly, like like we we showed him didn't work on all levels. I I think we just called it a day. Mhm. And there's a there's a part of me that it, like even with some of the stories you can do with some of the dark side universe, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that kind of wants to see like I I do I like I kind of would like to see like a what do you get for the man who has everything kind of thing. But again, recently so we've an seen So imaginary that. tale. Yeah. But we well, it is and isn't. Um mm-hmm. you could do it in a real universe where most of the movie happens, but I would be pissed about that. It would be nice to see, but that's like that's that's a flittering dream of mine.
0: I mean, the closest thing I have to to like my perfect thing that at this point, and I, I would love to see Superman and Batman in Adventures in the Fifth Dimension. Yes, I want to see Batmite and Mister Ye- uh, Mixia Spitlick team up and torment Superman and Batman. I want it to be Cavill and Affleck, and I want Ambush Bug up front involved in it as well. Yeah, like- but I
2: want that after, <laughs> like, after like Batfleck and Henry Cavill get a movie. I don't want that right now. Mhm. I want that oh, one yeah, movie from I'm me. good. I want that in about 2022. That would be ideal for me. No. Yeah. Like for now though, I, I I like I know some people aren't on board, but I just wanted to face Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah. I think That's that might what be really the best right now. The only thing is I feel like Lex Luthor if I see him again, I'm I'm looking for the Legion of Doom to be around.
2: He's already introduced the idea. Like I I just I want Superman if it's not Blackouted, which I still think is maybe the best idea. If it's not going to be him, I still want it to be Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to take it. And surely... Probably. Like, surely they can take some notes about the Eisenberg, uh, Eisenberg performance and kind of adapt a little bit. Like, I liked it. I really liked it. But I'm sure there are ways you can adjust it that'll get a, a few more people on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you can take notes, man. You can You can adjust. It's... It's, I don't know, man. I, like, that's still where you go with it for me. You already have it in-universe. You already have a Legion mm-hmm. of Doom that's being built in-universe. And against all that, you have Superman.
0: My only real fear with Luthor is that anything he does is going to be some, you know, crazy plan. And we've already seen that with BVS.
2: No, that that's actually what I would like the most about this, is he's building a Legion of Doom. Like, now he's tried to outsmart these people. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to do Brawn versus Brawn. Like, that would be where you take the movie to be. Yeah, he and did
0: that with Doomsday, though.
2: No. I mean, he took one guy versus that. Now you take all the guys that are there, all the people you think you know, and, and like, for him, it's always going to be chess pieces. So you take all So the- you
0: straight up want to see the Legion of Doom versus Superman. Yes. What you want to see.
2: Exactly. And I want to see that with Lex Luthor having a backup plan for when they lose, and here's, here's my last strategy. hmm And it would not hurt my feelings at all if that last strategy was an Omega symbol.
1: Hmm.
2: I think that would be a yeah. fine taste like a fine place to take the films.
0: I can't help but feel like the Legion of Doom is like a Justice League type of story.
2: Yeah, but we may not get another Justice League. Like we just may there not will get be that.
0: another one, but eventually we will, but I, I mean who knows if anybody will be involved.
2: <laughs> At this point like that's an act of faith. Who knows? Like there will eventually <laughs> be, but there may be another entire universe with different people and
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. Like, yeah, for me, it would be like Superman vs. Legion of Doom, led by Lex Luthor, with Lu- and then you know, somewhere in the the darkest moment, save the cat thing. It's because Lex Luthor had a backup plan the entire time and that kind of thing. That would mm-hmm. be a compelling film to me.
0: All right, I'm gonna do
2: that. Good lord, we went on about that one.
0: I know. That that was a surprise. Is it tomorrow yet? <laughs> Almost. All right, we got a uh, voicemail here from Jay Scott Sinclair, a longtime listener.
3: Hey, David and Jason. Jay Scott St. Clair here. Hey, I've been listening to you guys, but I uh, haven't interacted too much as far as social media and whatnot goes. So uh, I definitely wanted to drop a line and congratulate you guys on episode 300 and uh, all the other big milestones in your guys' lives respect, uh, respectfully. Uh, with that said, I wanted to provide you with a platform to just uh, really pitch your perfect Blue Beetle and Booster Gold team-up movie. Um, who would you cast? What kind of comedic tone would you go for? And who would they face off against? Uh, looking forward to the discussion. Thanks for the content, fellows. Uh, keep up the good work. And as always, keep some DC on your screen.
0: Thank you so much, Jay. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> dude, I think my perfect Booster Gold and Blue Beetle movie uh, would be with, uh, as I've mentioned before, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson playing Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, respectively. Still or ideal. Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk. That's I know a... I'm a typecasting bastard but that's what also I want. Also ideal. Yeah. Um 100% I would wanna...
2: endorsement of both of those.
0: Absolutely. And I would uh I would want a trilogy and I would want the first movie to be like Booster going back in time, maybe Skeets picks up some time distortion, uh Booster freaks out thinking he messed with the timeline or or caused a problem, but it's actually Ted Cord fighting Chronos, the time thief. Nice. Um <laughs> helps take him out, they become friends. Uh, and the big bad of that movie might be Black Beetle coming through, like a harbinger of the coming Reach, because Black Beetle uses Reach technology. Sure. And uh, the second movie would involve Maxwell Lord, Ted having terminal cancer. Uh, Ted would, you know, know that he has terminal cancer and wind up sacrificing himself probably for Booster.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: the third sure. movie would involve uh, the invasion of the Reach. Booster going back in time because he needs help from an oblivious to his own forthcoming demise's Ted Cord and uh they would probably i would probably introduce Jaime Reyes or something
2: sure oh yeah uh, it's not in
0: in there somewhere uh and like slowly be leading up to him being blue beetle in the third movie throughout all three movies uh, i think that's what that's about to do it's a, it's a thin outline but <laughs> well somewhere in there the like the
2: somewhere in there the skate's glitch of the time is because all along it was he was supposed to reach back in time to correct the time frame entirely. And then later learned learn mm. that, like, Skeets maybe knew the whole thing mm-hmm. was supposed to happen, so he just had to let that happen as it was supposed to be. Yeah. And then still somewhere you can see it in, like, Kronos. <laughs> Kronos. He's, he's he's more powerful than, like, one time loop. You can still, like, <laughs> see it in an entirely different movie. Like, that could be another Justice League movie for yeah. all we care. Like, just Kronos reaching his damn hand in one more time. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm I'm digging all that.
0: Like, Kronos is one of those villains where he's ridiculously powerful, but also ridiculously cheesy. Uh huh. Like he's so silly that he would be perfect for a Blue Beetle uh, Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie. Oh, and I sad. honestly really just love what they did with him on Justice League action. So
1: mm. I still feel like he, don't
0: know. he should be, he the be a straight, straight fan.
2: Yeah, like that. That would be definitely a definitely a kind of movie with it. Well, you also have to like in in your version of this, is it more of a Action comedy, or more of a you know, regular action film with consequences kind of thing.
0: Um, I would say a comedy action with heart,
2: okay. Um, there's
0: not going to be a dry eye when 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 Ted bites it, man,
2: like Cornetto trilogy kind of situation,
0: yeah, probably closer to that, yeah, okay, or the breakup with Vince Vaughn,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that one did the same thing. I get it.
0: See, it's it's good for that, like, I, I get why you pick
2: these people, like, even uh, like Marley and me, or whatever, still. A romp, Mm -hmm. and then you just ball for a little while. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: I get it. I do get it. And I dig it, and I want it. And I'm going to do everything except start a petition because I am so tired of those damned things. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hope wildly. I'm going to dream vividly. Uh Uh-huh. And think greatly, but I will not start a petition.
0: Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah, that just means you're you're salt of the earth, man.
2: Wander into my backyard and gesture into the moon, but... Not, just, no, not doing that. (laughs)
1: Just you're into the mood. Not doing
2: that whole petition situation.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Put a buckeye in your pocket and do the incant.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Stand exclusively on my left foot for four and a half minutes. Chant, recala, 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 14 times. Right. And then cut my left ankle.
0: Look to the east. Watch out for a black rider on a white horse. Right. <laughs> oh man.
2: I will do as I will do. So much as read Atlas shrugged, two times,
0: and then hope at the end of it. I,
2: I'm just not. I, it, there's no. Mm. Mm, there's no way. All right.
0: Well, those damnable. I think I'm. I think I'm going to officially call it. Are we? But okay. we do have a Jordan Valdez voicemail. He's going to be talking about Bat Cat and Tom King. Uh, and the Dio, as it were, and a voicemail from the old Witter Woman. So we still got a lot to show, we're just, you know, there's spoilers, and then there's people who don't like Witter Woman, actively, vocally, do not like Witter Woman. I like there's, Witter Woman. There's real hate there. I, I, I enjoy Witter Woman when it's fresh, and it's been a while, so I think we might have some fun with it, and there's uh there's an upgrade to the, uh, to, to the production, I'll say. It looks like, uh... So um yeah, Witter woman done got there. her an iPhone. <laughs> Something's happened. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. For everyone uh who sent in a voicemail, your check is in the mail. Uh we couldn't find any willing females. <laughs> <Yeah>. 205 <laughs> Seriously. 2, thank 205. you so much. Yeah. Good god, absolutely. it's a
2: lot of content. Anyone who's been on any part of the ride, I I I don't know how to thank enough. Bless you. Absolutely. Please have a good voicemail. Evening, night, or morning. Uh,
0: Be a part of the continuing adventure. 205-259-6331 to leave us a voicemail or come and or and or come join us facebook.com slash groups slash DC on screen podcast. Until next week, keep some DC on your screen and we have a voicemail from Jordan Valdez of the Multiverse Musings podcast, talking about Tom King, Dan DeDio, and of course, Bat-Cat.
3: What's up, Dave and Jason? This is Bat Jordan Valdez calling in once again. Uh, I wanted to respond to, first off, uh, Dave's question about what I thought of DiDio's comments. Um, obviously, I strongly disagree uh, with DiDio's take on things. Basically, here, here's the way I see it, and here's why I, I disagree with him. It's that, yes... Batman and, and much of the Bat family are born out of tragedy, but here's the thing about Batman. Uh, basically, he thought he could never be happy again. He, uh, when that happened, uh, he thought he could never find happiness again, and even Tom King added a new element to that in I Am Suicide, where essentially Bruce um, contemplated suicide, and then he realized, you know what, I can, even though I'm never going to find happiness, or so he thought, uh, I can dedicate my life uh, to instead of pursuing my own happiness, to trying to make sure that other people don't suffer similar tragedies so that they can live happy lives, okay? And then he meets Catwoman, and he falls in love with Catwoman. And you see, I see Catwoman as being uh, being a turning point in that story where, where Bruce realizes that he can have happiness. He tells her uh, at this beautiful scene at the end of Heart of Hush that I adore. He says, you were the first to touch my heart and remind me I still had one. And I think that's so powerful, and I mean, that's the way I see it, is that um, Bruce thought he couldn't find happiness, and then he found it with Selina. And so, um, what I would say about Batman issues number 51 and 52 that I love so much, um, I know Jason mentioned them briefly, is that these stories are reinforcing why Holly's notion that she implanted in Selina's mind that Batman, that Batman can't be, that Bruce can't be Batman if he's happy, uh, these issues are reinforcing are sort of reinforcing how wrong that notion is and that Bruce is a better Batman uh, with Catwoman and that he needs Catwoman. And we see how much he's lost his way without her in the aftermath of what happened in issue number 50. And I think that's so beautiful as much as it braced my Bat-Cat heart. Uh, so I really love that. Um I just hope that – I disagree with the deal, obviously. I just hope that – I mean, obviously I do think that Tom King, however, does see Bruce and Selina as Endgame. And I hope that the deal is allowing him to tell the story that he wants to tell um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's the way I see things. So, uh, yeah, um, I also wanted to mention just real quick that uh, I'm really excited about the Super Pets animated movie because I love the uh, Crypto the Super Dog animated series. So if it's anything like that, I think I'm really going to adore this movie. Uh, so anyway, I'll just close out by saying Bat Cat Forever from the first kiss to the last. I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.
0: Oh, Jordan, man. Well, I don't know. I hope it all works out for you. I I honestly don't have a dog in the fight, you know. I don't care if the man's a bachelor or a you know, betrothed man. Like mean, as long as he's a Batman, I'm good. Yeah. I, but I've also have I also haven't read this stuff. What, do, what what do you think, man? What do you think, Jason?
2: First of all, Jordan and I both have a dog in this fight and we're excited about that movie. That that thing sounds fantastic. But I get his point. I mean, in- <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I like I get it. it Batman's a little lost right now um mm-hmm. and honestly like they've done more introspective work with batman than they have with catwoman and her uh her separate book at the moment but mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know where that's going to land uh part of where you kind of have to land with it right now is just tom king has how many issues left like 50 issues or something. He's he's got plenty of time with this book mm-hmm. he's going to be around for a while he clearly has a plan and um it's it's arguable whether like this proves that he's better or worse as batman with love in his life.
1: Mhm.
2: Like to some extent i you you kind of get how what they're showing is batman had this this love in his life and there were some freaking amazing scenes, but it also it also caused i mean it it actually instigated one of the greatest joker moments i've ever seen. Like it's it really brought out the worst in the city against him. And that hasn't, hasn't pulled up at all. Like that's still in the background is that some of the worst things are ahead of him. Like the fact that Mm -hmm. he was in love is still a huge problem. So to some extent, maybe it was good for him and maybe he could still be Batman, but maybe it was also kind of what we thought for a while. The thing that really does loosen his guard. Like maybe he is just, maybe he does have to be the dark Knight 24 hours a day, pretend to be Bruce. He, he doesn't have that outlet. It, I, there's plenty of time in Tom King's run, but both of those ideas, like I like that they're both being played with right now. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun for me.
0: Do you think Dan Di Dio is just playing the role of the villain to make fans think that it honestly? Maybe occurred they to me. won't let. Swear to God, maybe that was one of the first it things.
2: It was one of the first things that occurred to me reading that. Was yeah, he's fucking with uh-huh. us. Like he he knows where this story's going. Tom King has this thing mapped out for a couple of years, man. He's he's got plans that like this. The next few months, whatever press release is is happening right now, like, it, he's basically – Dan DiDio is going to, I, I I think exactly what you're saying, kind of play the villain a little bit. Yeah, we're never going to do mm-hmm. that and then let it happen. Yeah, we're not going to do that and let it happen. And he's allowed to. He's the publisher. Like, we all know he's kind of going to lie to us. We expect him to. We want him to. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to come out and do a press conference where he's like, oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that thing you're worried about is not going to happen. I don't want that. <laughs> That's – that's terrible.
1: Yeah,
0: but he's done the opposite. He's like, "Hey, that thing you're excited about is not going to happen."
2: I know that's that's bad, bad press conferencing. Uh huh. That can happen too. But I don't. I don't want the you know. All R- right. Like I don't want the opposite to happen either.
0: I'm like, you know, holy cow, man! What are you, some kind of pro wrestling villain? What's what is wrong <laughs> with you, Didio?
2: He should kind of be a heel sometimes. He really should. Like he,
0: well, he he does a good job of it.
2: Like when you're a heel and it like all right. It's the same thing as like when the Avengers trailer or like in what sorry when the Infinity War trailer lied to us we kind of applauded it thinking good show. Good show, old gentleman. Good show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When like Star Trek Into Darkness lied to us, we're like, yeah, you just said he wasn't going to do that and then he did. You asshole. All right, yeah. Those are different yeah. things. Like if if you uh if your writer is is talking about like, yeah, I've got some plans for this and this and this and the big swell of problem is Surely you're not going to do this, and then you kind of bait it one way. Like You can work with your writer to bait the audience certain ways. That's one mm-hmm. thing. Just lying to us is different. <clears throat> yeah. I don't feel like DiDio like the... The in, in this particular example is necessarily just lying to us. I feel like he may just be playing the game, and I, I can applaud that.
0: I'd like to put my size 15 in J.J. Abrams' mystery box, if you get me. Yeah. yeah. Conjure my meaning there.
2: I don't know if we'd be able to see the particular shot over the flares. <laughs> He recently apologized for that. Did you see that? No. I swear if you look it up, what, there's like uh, some...
0: Into Darkness specifically or...
2: No, the lens flares in that series in general, he kind of said something along the lines of like, yeah, I mean, I I used it and then I liked it and then I kept using it. And he honestly like compared his use of lens flares to addiction. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. eventually
2: someone kind of points out it's gone too far and you're like, oh God, what have I done?
0: Yeah. And then he does it even more. <laughs>
2: Apparently it was afterwards. It was already printed in theaters, done on DVD. It, but someone kind of pointed it out to him. And Anyway, oh Lord, what hath I wrought?
0: Yeah, for which one though? Because I, I we know, all pointed man. it out to him in the first one, uh, and then he did it even more in the second one.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know when I read that. I have yeah. no source. I think it's out there though. Yeah. And what I read was um, in quotations. You
0: know. Sure. You got anything else on uh, on on Batcat and Jordan? No, no. I'm looking forward to what's going on here. <laughs> All right, we got one more message. Now we've received a, a strange, strange message uh, in our inbox titled "Your Good Little Fellers." Mm-hmm. I'm not even going going to attempt to uh, explain the spellings here, no, or the capitalization. I saw those. Walk it, away. It it is the we we have a screenshot of it. It's in. The Facebook group. Mm-hmm. But this email comes from Myrtle Manis, aka the Witter Woman. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever actually like known that that was the Witter Woman's name. I've heard the phrase, but I, I just thought it was hokum. I just thought it was gobbledygook. I like it for a name, though. It's a fine thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've the message go... the
2: Shift key is, is done. Was... <laughs> what? It's over. That shift key is yeah it's spent
0: uh so yeah we, we we have us a little message here from myrtle Manis, the winter woman uh and she writes i done went to Emery's house and he has one of them new victrolas i think Emery has been mentioned before i i, I do think that's that's true mm-hmm. yeah and he made a voice tape of my congratulations to you fellers i can't use the damn party line no more 'Cause that damn Ermaline Sprat Ermaline Sprat, guys, <laughs> is on there ratchet jawin' every minute of the damn day. If you're gonna cast them pods around ye ought to shell them first or the seeds won't grow next year. And, the ratchet uh, jawing in particular made me laugh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh well, here here's the uh here's the voice tape, as it were.
5: well I heard y'all fellers was a celebrating and i I thought I my good old wetter woman could might brighten up your day well I heard y'all talking about that dark side and I figured I figured he must be in that Star trek or something if he's on the dark side or the light side I don't know if they got them light swords with these and shove at each other and do all that kind of foolishness, but anyway, I hope you have you good, and uh, and uh, that green lantern now that way you can't say much on your porch with the green lantern. You need to put a candle in it. Well, I hope you have a good and uh, and have you in a in a real nice time. Don't worry about me, none. I'm just. Sitting here with a crust of bread and some water, and I'll be all right. And old, we nobody cares about no little winner woman sitting here in the dark. But but don't you worry about me. I'll be all right. And you have a good and, and God bless. I mean, why,
0: I, I don't even, I still don't know what to do with this. I'm still it's as lost as pro- ever. and It's uh, produced as hell. Yeah, I don't know I, hell. D- d- good, good God. I love the it's a whole new level. I loved the, banjo, the banjos and, and stuff in the background. Yeah. I dug it.
2: That that was um, an entirely different <laughs> set of situations. <laughs> it, it's really like, it feels like Witter Woman just kind of wandered around town as I feel like she often would. Mm-hmm. And found herself wandering into a door, probably expecting to walk into a grocer of some kind. And then walking past that door because it didn't have produce, as she was expecting. And then mm-hmm. just talking into the ether, which happened to be the mic nearest. <laughs> right. and, and and just kind of sounding louder than the band behind her, who was probably like that was their big chance to kind of break out. And, and she just yeah. kind of wanders in and talks over them and ruins that recording. And then the people who were in charge of the mm-hmm. studio, uh, who I guess couldn't afford security, are just like, Well, that's, I'm sorry, guys. That was your shot.
6: Well, and
2: no. she just wandered off I mean, and later found the actual grocer and went back to her home.
0: I mean, it, she said she was at Emery's house, though. Uh, it, she said that. But it didn't sound the like Little that. woman's a lot of things, but she's never been a liar.
2: That's fair. And there was a mention she's of She's not wrong. A, a mention of a Victrola. That's more of a playback device, though. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. She she's not wrong about shelling the the pods before you cast them.
2: No, no, that's good gardening there. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. I, I think we're done.
2: We have to be. <laughs> I, we just talked. To, it, that puts us right in the ground. We just talked about the gardening aspect of the whole thing. Let's just let's just bury this. We'll see what happens next time.
0: All right. We'll be back next week, ratchet jawing at you. Until then, keep some DC on your screen, guys. Our opening narration was from Dan Juergens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast, Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a Maladjusted production. Visit Maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.